Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin, and this week Sam is eating all the pizza in Italy, so I have the pleasure of being joined by my esteemed colleague, Mr. Tice Klee. Woo! Yay! Hello! Now, on this show, I perform the role of the game Weenie, having not really played a computer game since approximately... 1999 <laughs> maybe even earlier to be honest yeah sometime like it. <laughs> doom 2 was probably the last thing I mean, that's I remember a great playing. great reference though yeah that's good that's gonna be a big brownie point here and then sam is the game genie right. i think he probably owned every console he might even have a dedicated gaming room in the depths of his palatial new jersey mansion oh most definitely so Tice, my question to you is on the weenie to genie scale where, where would you put yourself? Honestly, I would be somewhere closer to Genie. I think I spent gotcha. some time playing computer games growing up. I uh, definitely spent a lot of time these days playing them, much to the uh, chagrin of my wife. But um, <laughs> That's a good question. We should say, like, how much do you annoy your partner by playing video games? Enough. Yeah, enough. Okay. Enough to, to only play with headphones now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I discovered the, uh, the, the headphone jack on the PlayStation controller and life has returned to somewhat normalcy uh. at home. Like oh, that's the, clever. The gunshots and screams and... <laughs> like, hello, darling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you doing like, oh, That's exactly what I want to hear ah! after dinner. Yeah, a blood-curdling scream as you <laughs> run with a bayonet towards someone. It's not, not, not the best relaxing environment post-work. So you are mostly a console gamer, you would say? I am now. I am now. Yeah, I definitely uh, was more into building PCs and, and gaming uh, like that yep. when I was younger. As I grew older, I, I became more lazy, didn't want to keep up with the building PCs and constantly chasing parts. And then we entered the great crypto era where buying a, a, a video game card, a video card rather. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, it's so expensive. You know, I can't keep up with these millennials trying to mine altcoins. Uh, I just wanted to shoot things on a, <laughs> on a computer. So although I had a good benefit of that is now I still I stay on the couch. So I'm somewhat social. I may be like mentally distant from my partner, but at least I'm physically present, you know? That's an interesting social dynamic that like the P, that, like PC gaming versus console gaming. So yeah. the PC gaming is very much, I'm sitting at the desk with my headphones on in front of this PC, whereas a console is like, oh, I'm on the couch. Yeah, it's it can kind of, of come thing. and go. Like, I think like the, the PC gaming is, it's a very deliberate thing. You know, it's like I'm sitting down, I'm strapping in, you know, which I, I fully appreciate <laughs> Especially that. you have the specifically designed gamer chair. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, that's, that's where you go, right? Like you wouldn't want to settle for a basic $50 Ikea chair. This is serious business, you know? <laughs> so Sam was showing me some gaming chairs and oh, oh my boy. God, they look hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> They're the real deal. I mean, if, if you're into it, that's awesome. But unfortunately, my partner is not so much. So uh, you know, it'd be a it'd be a one person show, and that's sort of like uh, luminous green with like flames down oh, the sides yes. and sort of like rally cast. <laughs> yeah, like. clearly. My final interview question for you, Tux, mm-hmm. is: What is your favorite mobile game of all time? All time. All time yeah. is a really difficult one because I've played some bizarre mobile games, and I've had a very strange history with mobile games. I haven't. I haven't yet really landed on my favorite genre. Okay, so so you've I do, still got an open mind. Uh, very much so, yeah. I'm willing to try anything uh, to keep me busy. Um, <laughs> but I, I would say my favorite game of all time is probably one of the most basic ones, and I believe it's called Really Bad Chess. Ah, okay. Where, yeah, see, yeah. I, I played chess a lot as a kid, and I really enjoyed it, and uh, kind of uh, grew older and grew f- worse at it somehow. Uh, but throwing in the ability to have a any to, to shake up the idea of chess and have any number of different 
pieces to play with rather than the traditional method is is really fun. I think mm. it's uh, and I get a lot of weird looks when I play it in public because people can see why are there three rooks and there's four queens and I'm like because carnage and <laughs> it's really I think that the level up ability and it's great too because you can choose at which point you feel comfortable that you're you know constantly defeating them so you can you can bump a level and I think that's a really interesting dynamic and then you'll pretty much hit a point where you're just getting pummeled and you can kind of step back and you go, oh I've reached my limits <laughs> yeah I've absolutely tapped out you know I'm like eight months I've been on level 14 now for sure and I'm just not getting any better and that's okay you know I feel like I learned something about myself yeah, and I believe yeah. that game is from Zach Gage. Sam would be so proud of me right now because oh. he's taught me about indie developers. Interesting. And so Zach's whole thing is sort of taking existing games and then giving them a twist. So right. he did really bad chess. Ah. Uh, I think we, I don't think we played it as an official game, but we have mm-hmm. talked about Flip Flop Solitaire in the past. Is where, that the? Because I heard he, 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 they built another one, or he built another one, or something. Yeah. yeah. So he has kind of a history of like taking your sort of mundane everyday games and then sort of adding this little twist to it, and. Doing a little crossover to the new, new news section, which we've not done for many weeks. Indeed. uh, (laughs) Go on. But Zach Gage has a new game coming out called, I've forgotten what it's called, but it's about (laughs) eight ball pool. Oh, I would be down for that. Yeah, and that's coming out this week. So by the time you hear this episode, go check it out. I'll put a link to it in the show notes when I remember what it's actually called. Right. But I'm excited for that. That would be great. I love pool. Actually, that's one of my, that would be my follow-up game is a pretty average pool game because it's just very easy to pick up and i'm a big golf fan oh i love a good golf game Ooh. oh I, oh the golf <laughs> games i have like three of them on there damn it's too late you've already me. picked it you already picked really bad i chess. know <laughs> i know i'll come back as an alter ego another week and yes. when sam's on vacation that's fine yeah I'll look, just to slip in all my favorite games turns out there's quite a few good <laughs> yes. good start oh you are definitely a genie then yeah yeah closer close towards that maybe maybe the lamp that the genie can you know like i can house that i'm not quite the actual genie one day <laughs> Good to have life goals. Yeah, life goals. <laughs> Become the genie. This week, we have been playing Crashlands, picked by Sam. Yes. It's kind of sad that he, gets a, he picks the game and then doesn't get to talk about it. Yeah. And I think he really would want to talk about this game. Yeah, I feel like he would. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> Sucks <laughs> to be you, Sam. <laughs> Crashlands is a multi-platform game, not as in a platformer game. Mm. It's on multiple Good call, game yeah. platforms. Android, iOS, and Steam, I believe. Definitely on Steam. Made yep. by... Butterscotch Shenanigans, which is possibly my favourite game studio name of all time. I agree. And also, <laughs> also accurately describes what happens every time I go to IHOP. Uh, yes. <laughs> now I'm thinking about pancakes. Oh. Now, do you eat pancakes like a cake? Do you uh-huh. slice them like the whole stack if you get a short stack? Or are you more surgically go one pancake down the stack? Well, to be clear, I'm not a barbarian, so no, I don't cut it like a cake. I yes, eat them one at you. a time. Yes. That's how you should be eating them. I see these movies or people in real life cutting them like a cake. I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's not a multi-layer cake. They are individual pancakes. They, they deserve an individual approach, and you can reapply the syrup on each layer. You know? Reapply the butterscotch. Yeah, preach. Get onto it. Yeah, stop doing what you're doing, America. Tice, congratulations. You are allowed to carry on being a co-host on the show. Okay, thank you. Brilliant. Great. That was the first test. <laughs> now, Crashlands came out, I guess, a couple of years ago, but it popped back up on Sam's radar because there were some updates to it recently. Mm-hmm. Now, here is the part of the show where I would normally sit back and let Sam do like a five-minute monologue of describing this game. Oh, boy. Instead, I'm going to try and do it. Yes. So, <laughs> buckle up. Phew. <laughs> uh, Strap in. Yeah. Okay. I've heard this described as a adventure RPG and this is where I turn over to the genie, because uh, that sounds like a thing. I don't really know what a role-playing game is. Like, 
aren't all games role-playing? Like, you're playing a role? Unless you're playing Edwin, the biography of Edwin as a game. <laughs> like, surely, so. like, you, I, is that not the role you're... I don't know. I don't have a great deal of experience with RPGs, um, but, uh, yeah, I imagine if, if you're, you, you assume a role and... That role has probably a bunch of quests and things to do, and you follow that. Yeah, so I guess but- it's more like exploring this world. Like you right. are this character, and then you go and kind of explore around, and it's a little bit more like freestyle. It's about it's about a point there. A lot of games these days could arguably be, in a way, RPGs because there are you know anything that has a campaign or some sort of single player element that you would want to follow. That person, I'm probably completely wrong. I'm getting ravaged for this, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I traditionally wouldn't play something that was labelled as an RPG, but after playing something like this, I can see where it would be interesting because there's a lot of depth. There's like it's it's a long it's a long haul, you know. It's not a kind of in and out style game, so I can see the allure to that. Yeah, in my mind, I think about an RPG as some I'm playing as a knight in medieval times, and yes. then I have to I start with some just rags, and then I go on and endless end up quests. In gleaming armor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, fun fact: uh, when I was a kid, when I was a uh, you wore rags? Barely an infant. Uh, definitely wore rags, yeah. I rocked those rags. Uh, prior to graphics cards being a thing, I used to play a lot of mud games. Oh, wait. This is an acronym I know. Send it. But I don't know what it is. Try. Multiple oh. undeserving mm-hmm. dudes. Dudes. <laughs> Very close, yes. Uh, I don't know the acronym name either, so I'm not going to... I think it's like multi-user something, multi-user dimensions. I'm not sure. Mm. The key point is, is, and this is the easiest way to describe it, is, uh, in my mind, it's a text-based version of something like Warcraft. You know, so basically uh, you would be a character and uh, you would be presented in text format. The whole thing was in text format. Uh, and you'd be wow. asked to, you know, like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? You type N for north, S for south, slash to slash your sword. Oh, okay. You may have key bindings to do the things. Uh, and I played a really great game called Marantha, which is any of the nerds out there will know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I was a tiny little hobbit, which is not far from the truth. Is that a description of you as a child or the character you're playing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> any and all. You know, it's all rolled into one, really. I didn't do the one of those things where I strive to be what I wasn't. I just made exactly what I thought I was <laughs> as a kid, you know, like kind of short, hairy feet, like straightforward. Well, that's a very disturbing image. I'll never be able to get out of my mind. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's buried into there forever. The benefit of MUDs, and I think this is where RPGs are really interesting, is that it's kind of like reading an interactive choose-your-own-adventure novel because you, you do choose-your-own-adventure, but there is some level yeah. of familiarity. So I think RPGs will kind of, especially things like Warcraft, were born out of that era of that novel storytelling stuff, but then we wrapped all these pretty graphics around it. Yeah, so it's interesting to see games like this that kind of, I feel like they're in the middle because they are animated, so they're not as like high-def detail, but then there's still this story element. I think that's really interesting. So... Back to crash Back lands. To you are you crash land Maha on a planet. You play as Flux Dabez Dabies. I'm going to I'm going to say Dabez. The names in this game. Who's Dabez? Just right up there. Flux Dabez. <laughs> you crash land on an alien planet, and all you have is the remnants of your spacecraft and a trusty sidekick called Joystick. And you can then start foraging for materials and build things and start doing some quests and meet strange aliens, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et so in this game, as you were saying, you basically have a choice. If you did just want to hang out and just build a mansion, you could. You probably could. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of furniture to be crafted in this game. I was discovering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can really just go full Sims on it. Yeah. It's incredible. Or you can just go explore all of the map. 
if you want. And boy, oh boy, that's quite a big map. Or there are very story-driven quests to go on, like go find this person, go talk to him, go save his house from evil wompits. Mm-hmm. As I'm talking, in my mind, I'm clarifying what an RPG is. You can basically have a choice of what the hell you want to do yeah. versus something more like a, like a platformer where... You're it's just playing rails. levels. It's yeah. all it's all levels. Yeah. Whereas here, there's not really levels. Only one real outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm learning what an RPG is. Indeed. Look at me. This is such a learning moment. I know. <laughs> We're both walking out of here smarter. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> so, what was your strategy starting this game? So, I am definitely a fan of the foraging. I find myself it, it's very calming for me to just forage. Uh, You're uh, a man of nature. Yeah. You commune hairy feet. Yeah, get in you the, see, in the it's, it's starting to paint that picture. You know, all we have is audio, so this is, uh, it's good. I'm, I shudder to think of what's coming into people's minds right now. But the foraging is really fun in this. I feel like it, it was really, it was, it was quite simple. The, the, the way that you move around the map was pretty straightforward, didn't need much of an intro to that. And you could just select something that looked like you should probably have it. And then, and then you had it. So I thought that was, <laughs> yes, you know, it was pretty straightforward. <laughs> The beginning part, the foraging was, um, yeah, really almost like delightful. I think they did a pretty good job of like the way that you kind of bop around the map and yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, they give you just enough of a hand-holding introduction to what to do, and then you're essentially left to your own devices yeah. to figure out what the hell is going what on. That's tough. That's where I definitely lack some knowledge. I think if you've played a bunch of RPGs, from what I understand, there's like a bunch of patterns that you just kind of, you. Oh, assume is like oh yeah i know how this works this is just part of the rpg genre and so i understand what to do but as a weenie coming to this i struggle sometimes to figure out wait what am i doing here or yeah. and also to maybe see some of the advantages of this rpg over others i did have a look at some youtube videos and one of the things that uh, oh, people like too <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you said it first <laughs> yes <laughs> But what, yeah, one of the things that I heard was that sort of inventory management is really nice in this game. Some other RPGs are very particular. Like you only have four slots and you have to choose exactly what you're carrying at all times. Oh, that can be tough. Whereas with this, you pretty much you can just carry everything as you want it or forage for things, carry it back, do that kind of thing. So It's a little more forgiving. Yeah, I, I appreciated that, but I don't actually have any context for how that makes it better or you know little, little things like that probably went over my head yeah i think i'll be in the same boat with you i'm definitely more of a weenie when it comes to rpgs <laughs> trademark copyright that thing um yeah just because it's 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 the kind of thing where i'm, I'm fairly similar where I'd, i'm not used to some of those mechanics and the expectations on what comes next i think that's the thing where i'm happy to forage but then it's like oh i need to do something with this stuff like how does one do that and i definitely struggled um with some of that and yeah. definitely had to research the youtubes now, are you a big story boy? Sam is all about the story. He's very keen on backstory, understanding why he's playing. How do, do you care about story, or are you just happy just to jump in and get going? Well, I would care less about the story and more about, I guess, the mechanics and how it grips me. I think, ironically, towards the end of playing it, as in last night, I started to think about the story more, certainly. But in the beginning, no, I'll skip those scenes. I just want to get to the game. To be honest, I'm a little bit impatient when it comes to that stuff. But um, but I definitely, definitely respect that there are a lot of people that, um, you know, live for the storyline. I think it's almost more like a novel when it comes to that stuff, you know, because if you're, if you're engaged by the storyline, then, then, the, then the gameplay, if you have some bugs or some weirdness with the gameplay, you'll push through because you, you want to know what happens or you're really sitting on the edge of your seat. But so I think they're hand in hand. But no, for me, I think it's more of the gameplay that would intrigue me and less of the storyline. 
Now, having cut your teeth on mm-hmm. text-based uh, muds, there's a lot of text in this game. There is a lot of text. Now, how uh, did, you, did that delight you? Or? Frantically tapping to make it go away, <laughs> to be blunt. Uh, I mean, it was it was really cute. I, I, I appreciate the copywriting. I think it's uh, quirky and it definitely would appeal to a certain group of people that are potentially used to that or maybe seek that out. But for me, no, I'm a very simple man. I mean, I'm all about being succinct to the point. I live my life through bullet points, you know, so it's like, <laughs> right. for me, it, it was cool. And I, I will say, though, like, I think it was it was great that you could skip it. You weren't punished. You weren't forced to... to you know, right. you know, you get a cutscene, and there, it, there's just no escaping it. You know, I think, I think the, in these days, we're at a point where most game shops will know that you must be able to get. Maybe you force the first few seconds, and then you can skip. So I appreciate yeah. that I could tap rapidly, and it will go away. The humor reminded me a little bit of a game we played a few weeks back called Never Stop Sneaking, uh, which yes. has that similar vibe of I'm going to air quote humor. <laughs> like you said, some people probably like it. For me, it didn't really work, and definitely sometimes. It felt like a lot of talking just to figure out what the quest is. I think the first aliens you meet, or at least first sentient aliens that wish to talk to you, there's a whole bunch of things you need to do. Well, there's just like a lot of stuff to do just to find out, oh, you need to go over to this house and save right. it from the Wompits. Go here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where it gets a little lost. I mean, it's a tricky, it's a tricky, it's a fine line, right? Like trying to figure out how much context and kind of like yeah. fun to have, but then there's the task oriented stuff, but... Somewhere in the middle is a 50-50, you know, maybe it, it strayed a little too far towards the dialogue and backstory. Yeah, and I think it's tough if you've got like a multi-platform game where if you're playing on a PC, then all your attention is on this game and you're probably reading right. the text and like super into it. Yeah, so sitting the in your sweet chair. Sitting in your sweet, bright green chair with flames <laughs> yeah. on the side. <laughs> yes. Very expensive headphones, and yeah, but you're strapped in belts. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see this like three-point harness on you. Yeah. Like, you're not getting out. You're exactly. like, I need a coffee, too late. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're strapped in. <laughs> you're out of luck. <laughs> but I, you're right. contrast that with like a mobile experience yeah. where you're probably commuting yeah. or doing something else. Brief amount of time. And you're just like, hey, I just want to do a quick quest. Um, That's it right. kind of gets in the way a little bit. Now, Sam came up with quite an ingenious fruit rating scale, which is how easy is it to get into something? Like, what's that the thing, sort of the drive inside you to go and play this game? Okay. But the rating scale pretty much starts at like a grape, where, I oh, I want a grape. I'll just do a little, I'll pluck it, pop it in, and I'm good to go. Oh. And the other end of the scale, wow, there's a lot of scales based in, in, <laughs> this, in this episode. Scales. The other yeah. end of the scale is the <laughs> grapefruit. Ooh. Which is delicious, but you know, I want a grapefruit. Well, okay, now I've got to go find a knife to go cut through that pesky oh boy. acid skin. And then, like, oh, I've got to peel it. Oh, no, I've got a little cut on my finger, and now it hurts because I'm peeling this damn acidic mm-hmm. grapefruit. And I've got to peel everywhere and go toss that in the garbage. <laughs> so, grapefruit, delicious, but hard to get into. Graphic. Yeah. <laughs> this game, I felt it definitely was a little bit more towards the grapefruit side. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a thing, oh yeah, I'll play a quick game of it. I kind of had to be, oh, I'm sitting down. Another point is all landscape mode and you need two hands. So you have to be sitting down. You have to go, oh wait, what was the quest again? And another little qualm I have is like reminding yourself what the quests are. There is a button, but it just shows you the conversation you had because the conversation is super wordy. You have to pause the conversation and go, wait, what are you actually doing? Yeah, Yeah, and just condense this. Yeah, Yeah. Particularly if it's post 
you know, if you've already seen the conversation, maybe the thing that you should be reminded of is just the thing you need to do. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. Not the entire dialogue. Uh, I don't know. Did you feel the same way or were you happy just to pick it up and play a quick quick game? No, I think it did. It was definitely more towards the grapefruit. Um, <laughs> uh, in fact, I would go so far as to say I could pick a fruit that it, it made me think of. Oh, yes, uh, please and do. It's, 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 it's out there. It's called a rambutan. Have you Tell experienced a rambutan? I uh, don't believe I have. Have you experienced a lychee or a lychee, as some may pronounce it? I have. Okay, so... so in a martini, delicious. Yeah, fantastic. Lychees are one of the greatest things in the world. However, they have a lesser-known cousin called a rambutan. Oh. I believe from around Papua New Guinea in the, in the tropics there. And it's it, the flesh is very similar, but the amount of effort is much higher <laughs> because the flesh is stuck to the seed, right? So you have to take apart the outside bristly red thing and then get to the flesh on the inside, then you need to gnaw around the nut so you don't get the husk. So the payoff is good, wow. okay. but it takes some effort to get there. You know? Yeah, so it sounds like, like if uh, like a grapefruit had a mango seed in the middle. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the flesh is good, but the work, oof, it's difficult. I think this is like a good game to pick up, but you need to have the ability to instantly recall where you were at. And maybe that's, maybe that's the kind of thing for most RPGs. But I totally agree that um, if there was like a mobile port of this game, they yeah. might be able to simplify it down. I'm sure we'll potentially get to that, but I think a, a simplified version would be easier to pick up and be more of a hub-and-spoke kind of quest thing rather than a, a linear, I probably need to think about this. Oh, look at you, hub-and-spoke quest. Mm. Okay, mm. see, genie right out. there. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and to channel Sam, he would say, why is this game landscape? This could be a great game in portrait mode. And you can play it single-handed. Totally. You too, yeah, you totally could. There's no, yeah. I mean, the UI, yeah, you could shuffle things around the UI. I thought the GUI or the UI itself was potentially a little cluttered, but I think that they did an okay job at trying to like fit the necessary things in. I then realized that it definitely was a Steam game because you could, a lot of the YouTube tutorials and clips were people clicking with uh, a cursor. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Yeah. yeah. But it definitely made more sense, I, I think, in the, in the uh, screencast of a computer screen where you had more real estate. And that's a, I'm sure that's a classic gripe when you, when you have a direct port or close to a direct port is just real estate. Let's get to the three by threes. Three good Yay. points, three bad points. Sometimes three good points, sometimes three bad points. It's, it's a guide, Give not a, a law. Right <laughs> yeah. on. Encouraging. All right, my first, my first good point, um, smart controls. Mm-hmm. It took a little while to understand properly, but it is quite delightful at times. I think the two, two uh, specific instances were, one, there are aliens around on the, uh, the beautiful plains of this strange planet you land on, which you can attack. Now, I thought you had to tap every time you wanted to attack. Oh. But actually, if you just tap them once, you will keep attacking until you move and then you stop attacking. And so that completely changed my strategy for attacking these Wompits yeah. or other creatures whose names I've forgotten. Yes. It doesn't tell you that. You just have to kind of learn. You have to and learn. I was like, oh. Because I was realizing it works on the... Uh, when you're chopping down like any of the plants or vegetation, you just tap once and it just chops away until it's done. Fascinating. Also works on the enemies as well. Hmm. Yeah. So they teach you that initially when you're grazing and then I guess it's meant to be a bit yeah. of a subconscious thing. So I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. But you're like furiously trying yeah. to kill the wompets. Yeah, because yeah, like, you're then like, attacking. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got it. Less tapping, more attacking. Last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit back. Just chill. So that was like a nice little moment of delight. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, was it delight? It was delight mixed with irritation because yeah, like, I was like, well, what ah, I do down, tell me this. Yeah. <laughs> a waste of energy. And the second thing is moving around. To start with, I was like always tapping, tap, move, tap, move, tap, move. You can just hold oh, and drag and it'll follow. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I like, yeah. discover that. Uh, I don't know. I you held it for too long. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
And you can also put your focus, you can tap on joystick and you'll just follow joystick around. Oh. That happened once or twice. Oh. I couldn't quite work out the system there because sometimes joystick was just following you around. So how did joystick know where to go? I don't know. But a couple of times <laughs> no I ended up just, where yeah. to go. <laughs> stumbling around yeah. in circles. <laughs> Little things like that. Yeah, pretty smart. Well done, butterscotch shenanigans. Yes. That's really hard to say. Shenanigans. Butterscotch shenanigans. Dice, your yes. first good point. Right. So I think my first good point is that I think, I believe it's a very well made game. It seems well thought out. Their attention to detail is excellent. I think you might be able to experience that better on a PC potentially, but yeah. um, I will give the team credit. It looks, it's a beautiful looking game. I think it's really well animated and. Even when you are when you're beamed up to, to come back, it's a very like bizarre kind of way of doing it. But it's kind of delightful. It's a bit weird, and I think yeah. so. It's unique, and, and the attention to detail is, is really nice. Feels like a real game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for uh, real. They yeah. just throw it together last minute. Like they've, yeah. they've actually spent time on this and probably iterated and shipped better versions. Yes. In addition to a real game, it also feels like a very big game. You know, I played this for a few days, and I still feels like the map, the area that I've explored of the map is still pretty tiny. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. You know, that could be argued as a bad point, but this probably has quite a lot of longevity. Like, I will probably be playing this... I'll keep playing this, you know, after these seven days are up. Right. Just to go, oh, wait, so maybe I should go and fashion some some more armor out of Wampet Hide. Yeah, You know, I, I want that helmet. That's glorious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did that make you feel knowing that the map could be bigger? Did that give you, like, a sense of hope or more like, oh, no, I will never get to the end of this? I quite liked it. They do a good job of keeping the quests kind of just big enough to keep you going, but keeping it at the same time, keeping it sort of local. So you're, you're, you're edging a little bit further out each time. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was really cool. Like, uh, I mean, I'm sure it was conscious, but for me, I didn't really realize that each time you do a quest, you're kind of getting further and further out. And then that, I thought that was a really nice little mechanic. But Yeah. Well, I'm going to drop in on a quick little bad point. Mm-hmm. Moving around the map is a little bit tedious, though. Like they've they put teleporters around they do. through just you know oh, some old alien technology that was around on this planet that we can use, <laughs> which was helpful, yeah, very <laughs> helpful. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, ancient it takes alien race. Some time. Yeah, if you die, then you go back to the home base and then you start playing again. But can you set? I think you can set home to be different places. Yeah, I think oh, you can build like interesting. more ports or something. Which which kind of that seems smart. That seems like almost back to like a first person game where you'd have a checkpoint or something like that. Yeah. Useful. Yeah. So, super deep game. Mm-hmm. I'm in a Karen playing. Uh, Tice, your next good point. I thought that the characters and the names were cute. I thought they <laughs> yes. were very cool. I mean, they're, they're, it's tricky to remember them because there's lots of strange consonants going on, but I thought that they... Uh, that and, and this is to our point from before about the story itself, but I think that the, the way they named the characters was very, very cool. Yeah, they could have easily made this far too serious. Like, although I wasn't oh, yeah. all about the humour... It was still like a little cartoony. The graphics are great. Right. This could definitely be a resource management it exploration game. Yeah. Oh, I'm serious, and we're, and this is oh, yeah, more of a fun thing. Like a disembodied head destroys your spacecraft to begin with, and then you crash land. <laughs> Brilliant. So, <laughs> kind of sets the tone pretty much. Yeah. I think I mean props to them for like sticking the line the whole way through. You know, and that was well done. Yes, <laughs> that's all my good points. Let's move on to the bad. Yeah, I often forgot what the quests were between my sort of short gaming sessions and then a remembering where to go in the ui to find what the quests are because i think you get four buttons you get a map you get a an axe you get a suit and you get something else there's basically four buttons that all 
show you something. And then I think the, oh, is it a chest or something? Uh, could be. But yeah, so one of those will tell you where the quest, what the quests are. Right. So remembering A, where to go to find the quests. And then once you've found the, the menu, it tells you the quests, you then need to slightly remember, oh wait, what exactly was the quest again? Because it shows you a conversation which often doesn't explicitly spell out the quest. You kind of mm-hmm. need to read between the lines that, oh, you have to go to this house or you have to go find this ring lost in sawgrass wilderness somewhere. I wonder if that was intentional. Yeah. I wonder if they, they you which know, I think they, they, probably, they try to take yeah. a step back and we're like, hey, we're going to leave this up to you to figure out. But I think maybe for us being less experienced with RPGs, we kind of needed more of a helping hand, <laughs> yes. more explicit bullet point. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, when your co-host texts you to say, play this game in easy mode, you should probably listen. Do that, yes. Because I did not. Oh, no. <laughs> Screw that. Oh, sh- I'm, a, I'm a mobile game review professional here. Yeah. I'm going to do on normal mode. I got this. Oh, instant regret. Yeah, and now I've played it for so long on normal mode that I don't want to switch back to easy because I don't want to lose my progress. Yeah, it's that <laughs> so, common fear. I think the, yeah, the new games that uh, let you kind of switch dynamically throughout the gameplay is a, is a much smarter way to go. But. So here is a top tip. Play in easy mode to start with. Don't be me. No. <laughs> Don't be me, yes. says Edwin. It's <laughs> a good takeaway. <laughs> uh, because there is combat in this game, and I think that's kind of what changes... I think that's the biggest difference between the easy, medium, and hard modes is the is there is combat. So it's not just resource and collecting and building. Right, There's you also need to actually... Fight. Attack, yeah. yeah. And I think the difficulty of the creatures attacking increases yeah because you die a lot in this game right so your frustration would <laughs> yeah that was another one. thing yeah oh my god because there's one quest you need to go rescue a house from one pits i've mentioned that a couple of times mm. and man the number of times i tried to do that quest just getting a little bit irritating now yeah okay like, why did i choose easy mode damn it tap out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like bridge constructor oh you get to that dang, point. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, flashback yeah. you're just like stop <laughs> Dice, a bad point from you. I, I felt like such a noob because I couldn't actually work out how to build something from the very beginning. It was staring me right in the face, but I had to, I genuinely had to look up YouTube just to figure it out. And I felt like that was such a bummer because I, I, I then worked it out. And then from then on, it was fine. But it was, a, it was just one of those like learning points where, although I hate to say it, like a wizard or some sort of like, you know, that like yeah. <laughs> level zero, zero, like, I mean, we all kind of generally don't like them, but I will say that. Maybe that would have been a little little useful just to work out the dynamics. There's a lot going on in the UI, so it's more like yeah. just trying to figure out, like you said, like what do you actually tap to do the thing, let alone what is the thing. I think once that's learned, uh, you can move a lot faster. Yeah, I felt the same. But at the same time, it was it does kind of mirror the experience, perhaps, of being dropped in the middle of an alien planet. Like you're not really sure what to do. That's right. While A, I was frustrated there was a part of my brain that thought, oh, well, it kind of mirrors... It kind of makes sense. A kind of experience. Right. And I'm going to have like a handbook when you yeah. drop into this planet and they're like, here's how to survive. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the aliens left A, teleporters around the planet, but also a I mean, book of did. instructions. Yes, yeah, why not? Just go all the way. Yes. <laughs> Tell us how to survive. <laughs> yeah, I also found it's hard to remember all the things I can do. You know, you're building generators. So I built like a sawmill, a, also a skinnery. Okay. And so they can do different things, and I lost track of, oh, wait, if I want to build a new weapon, I need to go, I need to use this generator. If I want to build 
stuff. I mean, it, it made sense, but there was an. It, I just forgot. Wait, what the things I can do? Just little small things, which I think a more experienced RPG gamer would know to do. But once you've crafted an item, you then need to like tap to collect it. Yeah, I think like three or four it. times, I sort of yeah, created yeah. things, or went off on a quest, and then was like, oh wait, didn't I just make us? hammer or a pickaxe no i have to go back yeah Mm. and go collect it and then equip myself you know newbie doofus mistakes but little things like that just kind of got in the way of the gameplay for me yeah i think i made a few rookie mistakes like that i got way i i collected far too many resources and i made a floor like 20 times larger than i needed to (laughs) and i i was just like i looked back and i'm like i didn't need to do that (laughs) why did i do that (laughs) i'm gonna build a mansion (laughs) Straight away. <laughs> I would actually, yeah, I think I might go back oh, and yeah. play that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> go play it that way. Just keep building. Just take over the entire planet with four. Just do a crossover with our previous game, Design Home. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I, yep, I enjoyed that episode quite a lot. <laughs> My last fear was that uh, I was just worried that it was, uh, was going to be quite a long game. And I think I just have that, I have the fear. Of commitment, you know, but that could be turned around for sure. But that was my uh, that was my final yeah. Point. You don't you don't get a sense of how far through the game you are. One of the things I like to do on this game is to play top trumps. What stats did you get? Like how many buildings did you build? How many wombats did you kill? There's none of that. There's not even like a percentage or any indicator like how far through the game you're getting. The flip side of that is that that could be the allure for some gamers that that you know they don't want to know. But I mean, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the, I, I want to know how far that through that book I am. You know, like that's <laughs> I'm guilty. Yes. <laughs> Last bad point was that, I mean, it's not a bad point, but an observation tending towards negative is that a bunch of the game mechanics don't come into play until you're playing in the harder modes. From what I understand, if you're playing in one of the more difficult modes, features attack at night, which they do not, Ooh, kind of like Minecraft style. I was very worried wandering around at night. I was yeah, like, like, why is it nighttime? What's going on? Yeah, catch ya. I, yeah, I think only if you're playing in more difficult uh, levels or rather more difficult modes than stuff attacks at night rather than just like step it down and make it really you know like minor attacks they just don't do that in there yeah They're interesting which is already a lot of stuff going on so I mean again nicely stepped but you're, I was scared at night <laughs> but it turns out no need to be evening. <laughs> so Dice your final seven day rating how many days out of seven did you play this game I played this three days out of seven. Oh, yeah. Which is a yes. big step up for me. Okay, uh, yes. but <laughs> You should level set. That's actually quite good. <laughs> but I will continue to, actually. I'm happy to say that. I think it's, it's actually, it, it, it's piqued my interest. So Yeah, for sure. I am a four. A little bit grapefruity for me. It took. It's not a game I will just pick up and play. But if I get a seat on the subway, if I'm sitting down for like some period of time... Prerequisites met. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's good to play. And I appreciate that it's pretty big. I'll be picking it up you know, over the course of the next few weeks. Now, would you recommend this game to uh, to other people? I think, yes, with a caveat. I think I would need to just check what sort of games they do enjoy. If they're a casual gamer, yeah. which I will willingly admit that is probably me. Ditto here. Uh, then maybe. I think I would show them. Uh, but if they, if they were into this sort of game, I think they would be all over it. I think it has a lot of the hallmarks of a very engaging, long-running RPG. It's almost like the Fortnite to the Warcraft, you know, like it's a slightly animated kind of cheeky version of the, of the more intense, serious one. Uh, so yeah, that's maybe that's how I would pitch it. Yeah. Now, Tice, you have the honour of picking the game that we should be playing for the next seven days. This is a what do you got? pretty serious honour, and I was considering <laughs> how out there to go with this. I thought oh, I could there are get no rules. really obscure, but uh, I did find a recent game that looked really fun and really kind of quick, uh, multi-age relevance as Ooh, well, which is fun. I'm it's listening. called Digger Man. Digger Man, one word. Hi, I'm John Digger Man, yes. action gold mining simulator. 
I'm down. I went for the all caps, huge angry mole has come and kidnapped my beautiful sweet. I mean, that's just right up there. So looks kind of fun. looks kind of weird. Uh, it's, it is another like kind of animated, like pixel based looking thing. So and I do love reading a, a game description. Dig, dig, dig for love, for fame, for money. I'm the digger man, and I love mining. And for some reason, he's from the south. Yeah, instantly. I need to dig and rescue my sweetheart. Oh, this is so good. Apologies to all Americans around the globe. Yeah, two non-Americans we've offended. We've managed to offend all of them. That's great. Starring <laughs> yes. huge angry mole. Do not forget. I'm I'm very curious to see how you and Sam will report on the huge angry mole. I'm most excited by the huge angry mole. Oh, thank you, Tice. All right, I look forward to playing it. Before we go, Tice, do you have a thing of the week? We did try to watch Arrested Development Season 4, and initially ah. that kind of... Oh, the divisive Season 4. Well, yes, and gave up rapidly, <laughs> but uh, have been watching the remix, which is the, if you're not aware, they, they kind of went back and, and, and recut a lot of stuff to suit the first three-season style of shooting, which we all love and adore. Uh, and it's not great, but it's not as dreadful. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Season five is about to drop, so we're you know we're trying to get through that in the next week on Netflix. So it's been fun to hear the theme music again. Netflix were very uh, candid and cheeky about even the, the credits, which I, th- I I think that was kind of fun. Oh, a Netflix semi original show. It, yeah. yeah, I thought that was brilliant. We 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 had a little giggle. I thought that was cool. Uh, I've missed the world of Arrested Development and and all the all the things that go wrong. So it's it's I think it was a a smart move for them to do that rather than go straight to season five. So I appreciate trying to patch what was a pretty yeah. drastically bad season. Similar experiences, like on paper, season four, it's like, oh, that's such an interesting idea. Yeah. Like I think, you know, if you look back at the, re- the original Arrested Development, that's pretty groundbreaking to have, you know, like 12 storylines, like super close-knit, right. narrator tying everything together. Like yeah. if you were to unpick a, se- a single episode of like the original, any of the original seasons, you'd be like, oh boy, this is like pages of, yeah. of, of story and narrative. So they're pretty groundbreaking. And then season four, if you haven't seen it, it sort of tells the same story from different perspectives. So you get to fill in different parts of the story over time as you watch on paper. That's kind of a cool idea. But as a Seems novel. as a viewer, I just it wasn't satisfying just to see the same story over again. It wasn't like a satisfying Especially when you had three full seasons of kind of just chaos. You know, I think that was the, you know, and that's why we watch it. It's why we loved it. It's just bizarre. We almost had that Larry David kind of feel of a Seinfeld where nothing goes wrong. You know, I thought that was cool. It was felt yeah. very fresh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I have been watching the remix mm-hmm. and I totally agree. It's better. It's still not quite there. Yeah, it's it's, quite it's there. funnier when I think about it. Like George <laughs> Senior making a sweat lodge. Right. Of, yeah. Like, I mean, in retrospect, kind of that, but, yeah. but that's kind of cool. But when you're watching it, you're like, hmm, yeah, yeah that's, that's fun. It's yeah. funnier later over dinner when you talk about it. Yeah, no doubt. And it's also a little bit depressing that when they made it, a crazy wild idea was that some local corrupt politician wants to build a wall between uh, the California and Mexico. The prevalent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We were like, oi. <laughs> Tice, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. For the next seven days, we shall be playing Digger Man. Yes. Wow, I'm John Digger Man. <laughs> <laughs> With a giant mole. Yes. Good luck, Sam. <laughs> Tweet us your game suggestions at 7 Days to Play. Sam might put something on Instagram. Just keep checking. You never know. It's a little surprise. That's cool. And we'll see you next week. 7 Days to Play.